Welcome to Abundant Living and Gardening Podcast. I'm your host, Aja Yasir. And boy, I am I so happy to be talking to you today. I'm not sure how many episodes I'll be doing. Like, I don't know if I'm going to be doing them every week like I was doing. Um, I feel like I just want to do them when I want to hop on and talk, you know. And hopefully I'll be able to do that as often as possible. Things have been very busy and very hectic. Um, As you probably know, my husband and I are restoring this old home that's 100 years old this year. So it was built in 1921. And so we've been doing a lot of things around the house and around the garden. We're actually building a well. I'm excited about, well, not building a well, digging a well here. I'm excited about that, especially for our garden and Um, because who knows what's going to happen in the future. So we're trying to do as much as humanly possible for our food security and family security. But in addition to that, we're just making this home more livable and more comfortable. We've done some painting. Um, I'm working on some pieces in the house and just just want to make this place just our home home so I've been really really busy I haven't been that busy in the garden though I will say this we are getting food I have not been paying as much attention to my garden as I usually do around this time of the year um, and I guess it's because my mind has been on so many other things But the great thing is, is that we have built a system here where we do not have to concern ourselves with the garden every day. We don't have to water and I'm not it. It gets dry here. It does. And it seems like our weather is heating up more. So we're getting like today, for instance, it's almost 100 degrees Fahrenheit in Gary, Indiana. It rained a lot two days ago, so the grounds are still pretty moist, especially with all of the mulch that I use here. So I haven't had to tend to the garden much. With the heat, it's been crazy. The mosquitoes have been crazy. And don't get me wrong, I love the heat. I don't have a problem with working in the heat. But it can get frustrating when you're looking at the plants and to you with your human eyes, they feel they look so dry and all. But if you go down a little bit deeper, you can see that the soil is moist because, again, we have built those systems here where the ground stays moist. And even when the plants look all dry, many times they're just conserving energy and conserving water. And they perk right back up when it gets a little bit cooler. The plants have been here for a long time. I mean, hey, they know what they're doing. They know what they're doing. And also, I haven't bothered, you know, doing the whole weeding thing. I never weed my garden, but I usually cover the so-called weeds up once they're finished flowering. Sorry, with newspaper or cardboard and then I cover that up with mulch but I haven't even done that (laughs) haven't even done that but it looks okay out there and we're still getting food so I'm cool I started some fall crops not really I started a fall crop so I started some more cold wart which is sea kale 
And I've been doing some investigating on sea kale because it is my, I don't know, my thought is that um, collards come from sea kale. They were probably bred here, but you know, bred here is in the United States. So I'm doing some research on that. So I've been kind of venturing off into doing some food research and um, studying indigenous practices, indigenous farming practices in this area in which I live, Gary, Indiana, Illinois area, and along the Mississippi. So I've been studying those ancient, the ancient indigenous practices. So that's been very, very interesting. But today I wanted to hop on because I went to the beach today with my daughter in her homeschool science class and I gathered a little bit, just a little bit of seaweed, not much, but it was enough and I am using that seaweed to fertilize, to create a fertilizer for my garden space. And as I was working and doing this and putting the seaweed in a glass gallon container and filling it up with rainwater. You can also do a ferment if you want to and add brown sugar. I won't be adding brown sugar to this mixture. I'm just pretty much infusing the water with the seaweed and I'm gonna let that sit for a week and then I'm going to use that on some particular plants that I have growing outside. And as I was doing that, I was thinking, you know, how important it is to not just grow food but to grow very high quality nutrient dense food and the seaweed is one of the ways in which you can do that and of course of course building soil i don't know about you folks but um i really feel like the crap is getting ready to hit the fan if it has not hit the fan for you already I kind of feel like I kind of feel like we need to gear up and prepare and with this pandemic that's going on you know a lot of people are getting the vaccinations and they think they're okay once they get the vaccinations and okay great you may be okay but I think it's very important for us to start building the soil and focusing our on our immune systems and getting that exercise and getting out in the sun and really getting back to the roots of who we are. You know, I guess that's why I've been doing a lot of research and studying when it comes to indigenous farming practices in this, in our area. Um, I think this, that's just going to be more important than anything. I mentioned this before, you know, people are investing in a lot of different financial instruments and I understand I am a real estate investor but at the same time I think the biggest investment the most important investments that you can make right now are fruit trees perennial plants some land with water um, and all of that will be an investment in your health your family's health and the health of generations to come and our planet's health so many things to think about, but we definitely need to start focus on generating high quality nutrient dense food. You can go to stores and you can pick things up and it'll say organic and 
hey, everything isn't, you know, cracked up <laughs> what you think it is. Organic does not mean that they don't spray pesticides. It's just a certain amount of pesticides they can spray and a certain certain types of pesticides that they can spray on plants. But we have to get to the point where we are going way beyond organic and we are putting those minerals back into our soil. Again, I live in Indiana. So the tragedies that have happened on these lands, of course, with colonialism and um, what occurred there, but also agricultural colonialism with turning these prairie places, these open prairies into corn fields and not corn as in indigenous crop corn or you know the heirloom corn or even the pre-kernel corn it's actually just the gmo corn that is mostly used for ethanol and then soybean and just thinking about that and what that has done to our soils and the constant tilling of the soil and the monocrop of soil and you ask a uh, a farmer and they'll say well we don't monocrop we alternate between soil and I mean between soy and corn hmm. sorry there's still a monocrop we really need to really really put our energy into rebuilding our soils and so generally this is what I talk about on the show and so I'm going to be giving you some more resources on how you can do that right now i want to just talk about two fertilizers that you can make right at home and these are not harmful chemical fertilizers these can actually help you with your soil one has some somewhat of um an ingredient that may be problematic to some and i'll tell you why in a few minutes but like i said the first thing i want to talk about is seaweed if you live in an area that has seaweed i think that it is very very beneficial to harvest at least a bit of seaweed and use that to either mulch or use that to build make fertilizers for your garden um i think it's very important now the thing with seaweed depending on where you live you may be gathering seaweed from salt water and so if you gather seaweed from salt water you want to make sure that you try to clean that salt off as much as possible and then you want to mulch or you can add if you only have a little bit of the seaweed you can add that seaweed to some rainwater in a glass container let it sit covered for 24 hours to a week and then use that on your plants weekly depending on the mineral content of your soil and so what you're going to do by doing this is that you are adding all of those minerals to your garden that come from that seaweed and of course that's vitamin a c potassium iron calcium iodine magnesium um 
also copper just the the minerals that may be missing in your soil so that is one of your fertilizers and another one would be your banana juice <laughs> now I said earlier that this um, concoction contains one ingredient that may be problematic to some and that ingredient is the banana peel because if you are in a place like me I'm in Gary Indiana bananas are generally shipped here but I do we do still purchase bananas especially right now since our pawpaws have not started um, producing once our pawpaws start producing we will definitely get rid of um, our banana purchases because we just purchase bananas for smoothies right now and an occasional banana bread, but mostly for daily or every other day smoothies. That's the only reason we're purchasing bananas. I want to get away from shipping all of these um, things into our home. If we can just get food that is more local, blah, blah, blah. So that is the problematic ingredient in the banana um, juice but anyway so what I do is I take the banana peel and I don't have a measurement for this but I add it to a glass container once again and then I add a few leaves of comfrey and then I fill those glass containers up with rainwater and once a week and I cover it and this is not like I don't ferment it with a cheesecloth or anything. I cover it and then I use that um, juice, that water to ferment, I mean to to um, water some of my plants that need that extra loving. But I did say I do not concentrate on watering my plants. I said that earlier. However, there are a few plants that need extra loving and so that is what I do for them but you know if we have if we are ever if we ever get a larger system here where we're able to do like very large bats of ferments and we have a rainwater system that is sufficient or even when we get our well water that may change I may I may start you know fertilizing the whole garden once a week or maybe once every other week but right now in our system I just do that about once a week for specific plants that need extra loving that generally pull a lot of nutrients from the soil that generally deplete the soil but still need that soil to be rich those are the plants that I feed with either the um, banana juice or the seaweed and so I do the banana juice once a week and I do the seaweed water once a week as well not necessarily on the same day it's just for instance I may do a seaweed on a Wednesday and I'll do the banana on a Friday and as you know the banana contains potassium similar to the seaweed and so you are adding that potassium to those plants especially when they're in the fruiting stage like if you have watermelons that may be in the fruiting stage or if you have other plants that may be in the flowering stage it is great to be able to feed them because they need that extra energy as they are going into this wonderful new stage of development 
And so that's really what I wanted to talk about. And it all relates with the sicknesses that are going on right now and the stress levels that are going on right now. To me, I think the best thing that we all could be doing is to rebuild our soils. The soil is the gut of the earth. And once you rebuild your soil, you also rebuild your own gut because you're eating or you're drinking food or tea from your garden and you are putting those nutrients back into your body um, and that microbiology gets transferred from your soil and your plants to you and so I think though that is the most important thing that we could be doing right now and that's just me you may think something else is the most important thing we could be doing right now but to me the most important thing we could be doing right now is to build our immune system and doing it through the garden to me is one of the best routes and is long term and you can pass that health down to generations and so thank you for listening to me today and I will talk to you soon what I am going to do is post a picture on my Instagram at a rose for Yamina and I will show you just a little bit of seaweed that I gathered today and I'll show you how it looks once I put it in the gallon glass jug. I'll talk to you soon. Have a great rest of your day and grow, go grow something. Just go grow something and make sure that you do it with very, very, very high standards because you deserve it. Have a great one.